Ladies and gentlemen, we will shortly be beginning our descent into episode 11. I have been your pilot, Johnny Sharples, and I was joined by my mustachioed co-pilot, Tommy Stewart. We would like to thank you again for flying with your fest, the airline that's all about festivals. Hello, Tommy. Welcome to episode 11 of your fest. How are you doing? Well, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but I hate flying, so that's a bad start. Well, you know... I, I don't know how you're going to get to. I don't know how you're going to get to all these festivals. Then are you going to go on a boat? Uh, I, I'm I'm a bit like Dennis Burkamp. Like if if we actually if I had the money, if we had all this money, then um, that we. Um, sorry, I'm I'm lying. We do have all this money. It's not imaginary money. We're at the Orfest Planning Committee, but if I could, I would definitely get the boat to these places. But I do fly. I just have to get extremely drunk and uh take a few volumes so there's that there we go anyway we're not actually an airline we're a podcast that's all about festivals Ah, if you haven't listened before tommy do you want to explain what the podcast's about yeah each week we get our guests on to talk about their dream festival lineup three headliners anytime dead or alive and they have to pick a name and location for said festival and our guest or guests this week are Gus and Paris from the brilliant Magic Gang. I was going to try and do it at the same time as you. Go on, carry on. Uh, the Magic Gang are a fantastic band. They've just, their new album, Death of the Party, has just gone into the top 20 this week. So we're really lucky to have them um, because they're about to go absolutely massive. And Tommy, as you might be able to tell in the podcast that's uh, forthcoming, is a absolutely massive fan of theirs. So I think Tommy was very excited. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're great lads and really... Uh, just really happy to see him doing well. I've I've kind of known not not we we move in a lot of the same circles. So I've I've known these I've seen these lads kind of coming up for a few years, and to see them get in the top twenty with their first two albums is amazing. So yeah, bring on the Magic Gang. Let's go and listen to the Magic Gang. This is episode eleven of Your Fest. Let's go. Oh, that was supposed to be a plane. Gus and Paris from the Magic Gang, welcome to your fest and to the Your Fest Planning Committee. How are you both doing? Fantastic. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're pretty good. Excited to talk fests. Something to look forward to when there's none happening, I suppose. But were you meant to, were you meant to be playing any this year, this summer? You know, the big one that we're like gutted about was we were booked for the Williams Green stage at Glastonbury. Oh, mate. Uh, and that, you know, 50th anniversary and Maka was headlining. It was just like, it was set to be like the greatest weekend of my life. But, yeah, I'm not going to talk too much. Will you okay. just be, do you, know, do you know what's going on with that yet? Like if, 
if festivals are back on next year, will you, will you just be put back and be on, will it be the same bill? You know what? I hope so. I really hope so. But um, I think I think there's probably quite a high possibility of that of that happening because in terms of new bands coming along, it's essentially like impossible for them to break through without playing shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like there 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 might be like new music released, but as, particularly in band world, in our world, you know, you kind of earn your stripes playing good shows, and so. Uh, yeah, it's great for us because we're already established. So. <laughs> no, no new bands coming and taking us off our podium. New bands coming in, yeah. taking our jobs. <laughs> exactly. Taking These days, if you stay your new band, they throw you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is Glastonbury one of your favourite festivals to play? Have you not? Have you played it before? Played it in um, in twenty seventeen, which I think. Can't remember who else headlined, but it was Radiohead headlined the Friday, I think. Was it Gus? You remember? Uh, it was the Friday, yeah. Because so you had yeah. you had that, but then you also had the sort of like it kind of all fell in on itself on the on the Sunday. I mean, I'm a, I'm as much as a Foo Fighters fan as anybody else, but hearing <laughs> like Dave Grohl so fucking self righteous, and he did this thing where he was like. So it's like, how many, how many of you were here when we first played Glastonbury? And then it kind of went on until he did that about like 12 <laughs> times. And by then it was just like, fuck's sake. But this country has always been so good to us. This is where we cut our teeth. This is where we became a band. And if it weren't for you people in this place, we wouldn't be here right now. So thank you. All of our love to you. Thank you so much. We never really say goodbye. We just say this. But um, no, yeah. sorry, I didn't really answer the question at all. We, yes, we... <laughs> <laughs> it's very I nice. Like, I like but... the thought of Dave, Dave God doing that as if Foo Fighters kind of came along as this like new quirky band that like managed to break through. Not yeah. that he had the massive platform of Nirvana to uh, have started on in the first place. Kind of negates that fact quite a lot. Yeah. I think. Indie band. You never know if, if anyone if anyone else from Nirvana wants to start a new band, they could insert you from the Glastonbury <laughs> Glastonbury slot for next year. Well, Chris, we've spoke about this before, but Chris Novoselic's a big uh, a big Trump fan, isn't he? So fuck, fuck yeah. that guy. He's gone a bit weird. So that or like a Kurt Cobain like hologram, which I suppose is not beyond the realms of possibility. You know, I'm pretty anti-hologram, if that is a movement, but um, I, uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag anti-hologram. Um, and uh, I think I've, I don't hate the Foo Fighters, but I still would rather see a Kurt Cobain hologram, I think, than the Foo Fighters. I think I would. Johnny, are you a, are you a Foo Fighters fan? Uh, you can say, yeah. 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 No, yeah, like, um, the, the Colour and the Shapes are like spectacularly good album, like the, the second one.
And then um, There's Nothing Left to Lose is a bit more middle of the road. And then they went really middle of the road. And then I really like, they did a whole documentary um, about where they went to different cities to record different songs. Um, Although that's a really good documentary, really, actually. But, um... It is, because they go and like, investigate like, what that city's music scene was all about. So like, they go to St. Louis and do like, loads of stuff about like, the St. Louis music scene and then do New York and Seattle. And they go out in the middle of the desert and talk about like, Caius and like, meet Rick Rubin and do things like that. And it's really interesting from like, the, the bit about the songwriting is less good. Like the, the actual poop <laughs> bit is like... Yeah. But um, in terms of other festivals other than Glastonbury, do you have any particular favourites that you enjoy playing? Uh, li- literally to play, um, Reading and Leeds Festival is always super fun because, you know, it's it's that sort of age where kids... I don't know, it's kids, you know, like, and, and they like, they're kind of... There's no kind of pretense. You don't really have to win them over too much. You just got to have a good time. And and if they see other people having a good time, that's kind of infectious. It's always yeah. It's always mad playing there. I guess it's like Reading and Reading and Leeds. Like Reading for us serves as like the precursor for uni because it's like the first sort of time where you're like fully away from your parents and you can sort of drink and do drugs and whatever, and no one's gonna really tell you off for it. And then. Mm. And then you go and see like your favorite bands with your mates and then you just sort of like it's pretty um it's probably the best sort of crowd to play to i guess because they literally don't give a fuck also can you hear yeah. this noise? <laughs> yeah i just heard it a bit i just heard it <laughs> just not sorry basically there was a there was a bloody great big leak in my building so they're now trying to uh plug it <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you can plug that with drills but <laughs> i thought it was a fucking motorbike <laughs> yeah um, no that you Sorry saying that, that reminded me um i did my i did my first pill at uh uh, uh, uh leeds and then later found out the, se- the same day that uh oasis had broke up and i just remember we only went for the day as well that's how tragic it is and my mate was driving us back and I remember just like fucking crying in the car, like being absolutely like, but also being totally feeling like really euphoric. But then being, <laughs> but then being convinced, the, being convinced the whole way that uh, I was telling everyone I'd shot my phone out the window on the motorway because I couldn't find it. And they're like, "You, Tommy, you didn't do that. No one saw you do it." I was like, "I have, I have. I wasted my cup. I've lost my fucking phone." And it turned out I was just sat on my Blackberry the whole the whole like three hour journey. Like that scene in the between is where Will takes <laughs> it for the first time and he's like, everything's really flat. <laughs> I want my mum. Neil, Neil. You've got to help me. Everything is going flat and I think I might be dead. Hmm? Help me! I'm getting random arm movements! When I was when I the one time I went to Leeds Festival, like halfway through the festival, I found out that um, Bobby Robson had been sacked by uh, by Newcastle United. I love, love that zero equivalent. Equal, equally as moving as uh, finding out that uh, Oasis. Had what year was that then? Two thousand four. Bobby yeah, Robson yeah. left Newcastle. Johnny, you're, you're so you're a big Newcastle fan, aren't you? Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry for that. Um, but I found out recently, my parents told me that I am a distant relative of Jackie Milburn, Ooh. Jackie Charlton and Bobby Charlton. Wow. That's it. 
episode of who do you think you are that's waiting to happen i know it really is i've already kind of done it for them unfortunately it's uh, incredible that those three were well it's not incredible that bobby and jackie charlton were related (laughs) (laughs) because because they're brothers and that's biology (laughs) but the fact that they're also related to like one of the greatest goal scorers in in english football history is is incredible i didn't even know that until uh, just now so thanks for that gus yeah i think they're like second second cousins um, How are you related to them then, Gus? Like, what's the relation? So, my my great-grandma was their cousin. So, like, cousins with all of them. I mean, it might be a bit more distant. I don't know which who she was closer to in in blood terms, whether it was uh, Jackie Milburn or the Charltons. But, um, yeah, pretty that cool. Is, that is rock solid. So. <laughs> yeah. It explains why I'm so good at football as well. Yeah. Are you lads still playing? Are you still got your 11 aside team? Have you, yeah. you started the season? Uh, you know yet? what? East Brighton Wanderers have folded this season, which is really sad. But we've joined uh, Hove Park Wednesday. Well, I've joined Hove Park Wednesday with a couple of friends. Is that the team? Had a couple of pre-season. Is that the team you started that you started a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one we started. And it was kind of started in an attempt that, you know, we're essentially um, like non-toxic masculine football. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to do that, um, to be honest, especially yeah, that's on the off pitch. The pi- yeah, I was going to say off the pitch. <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> on the pitch, we want to be as toxic <laughs> as possible. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. We've joined a new side. Uh, they're really nice people as well. Um, we had a pre-season friendly on Sunday, 1-5-1. So feeling good for the season. Yeah, buzzing I, for it. Have you played football against many other bands? Sorry, I was just because apparently Marcus Mumford is really good. And the, the, one of the guys from the vaccines is apparently quite good as well. Oh, they're probably... Ju- is it not Justin from the vaccines? It may be. Paris plays uh, with, with band music people every week. Don't you? We've got a team up in London which is sort of comprised of, dare I say it, creative individuals. <laughs> um, who, um, <laughs> who, yeah, like most people are in bands or like work in music to some degree or what, what, whatever. So basically a lot of free time during the day. And uh, we're in the league. So we're, oh God, it pains me to actually say this, but called Spice FC. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't. I wasn't like a big, you know, I vetoed, but anyway, but we, we play in a league against like the Tate Museum and then like the Natural History <laughs> Museum and like, all of these like really weird, weird teams. But there's a couple of, that's great. There's a couple of like guys that used to have trials for like, um, like Villa and a couple of like ex Wolves boys and they're just like, it, it's, it's still there. It's still like they've still got something oh, about yeah. them. It's pretty amazing. Uh, didn't- doesn't isn't um Faris from the Horrors a pretty good player? He's, I've heard that. I've, I've heard he is, yeah. And he's like tall as shit. Yeah, he's like oh, six seven or something. Fucking Peter Crouch. And as they as they say, the taller you are, the better you are at football. <laughs> Famously. Um, going going back to festivals, not the festivals. <laughs> No, I, I knew Festival I think it's, I knew we t- I knew we talk about football. I wanted to talk about football at some point anyway, but uh, yeah. We, we... But it is is it is Justin from the vaccines that's apparently really good at football. Um, uh, there you go. But anyway, back to fest back to festivals. Um What's it like? What's the difference between obviously going as a fan, or like a, a just a punter at a festival, and going as a band? Do you get obviously get access to better facilities? I imagine. 
yeah. Uh, it's really, yeah, it's nice. It's kind of, we've had a few festival experiences like Latitude where we've played and we've stayed for the whole weekend and we've kind of got access or area passes. And then once you've had that, it really makes any other festival experience kind of <laughs> shit, like in terms of, <laughs> just in terms of like, like literally just ease of access like you know cutting across the festival site is quicker you can go and get food you know flash a meal ticket or whatever it's like mm. amazing um but you know we also we love you know we love getting stuck in as well you know we can yeah. we're not you know we do we go and watch in, we the bands we watch the bands from the front as opposed to the side of stage which is Whoa. a big, big yeah. thing for us yeah oh, some listeners might <laughs> I remember I saw, I once saw, um, I was milling about at uh, in like 2013 and I saw Miles Kane and <laughs> Miles Kane and Jamie Cook and um, my brother like just like went over and spoke to him and Miles Kane was exactly how you'd imagine, like not in a bad way actually, but he's just like, yeah, fucking hell, we do it for you, Isla. we do it for you, Isla. we do it for the fucking fans. <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, it's more like we wanted to talk to the Arctic Monkeys than you, but... Yeah. <laughs> He's like the screen for Alex Turner. Once you get to the miles, <laughs> um, Also, we, when, when we spoke to Felix, he said he had a great story. He was talking about, like, um, backstage and stuff, and when you kind of first start out, and obviously when they were first starting out, the, the bands around him, it was like the Walkman and the Strokes and White Stripes and stuff, they were yeah. kind of just after them and saying how American bands would be really, were really, like they weren't dickheads, but they were cool. They were like a lot, like they, they didn't say much and like you kind of go over like quite excitable and quite British and stuff. What's the experience of that? Like meeting your heroes and just kind of seeing people backstage? I mean, do you have any of those? Because the only ones I can think of, is again going back to football. Sorry about that. Yeah, like, when we played Reading, when we played Reading for the first time in 2016, it's like um, I saw. I'm a big Southampton fan, so I saw Alex Oxlade Chamberlain uh-huh. like kind of walking out of the toilet as I was coming in, and I was just like, "Mate, oh my god!" <laughs> and then he was just like, "Yeah, mate, not now." And literally, sort of like <laughs> fully aired me. But instead of being like upset about it, I just like ran back. I was like, "Fuck it!" What's the chamberlain's over there? I don't know. Uh, who, who have we? You know what? I've. I think Liam Gallagher was one oh, for wow. me that I was just like. That was like, I don't know. I was so, he, he's just, he is cool, man. Like, he's so cool. Of course. Like, he, he, it was at, um, was it Enemy Awards? I think it was an Enemy Awards after party. And we're, we're actually label mates with, with him. So there was like a Warner Brothers after party. And we, you know, our PR guy, Andy Prev stuck us in, God bless his heart. We're kind of like hanging out there or whatever. And, and there was like a brief moment where he brought us over and just like, we just shook his hand or whatever. But Was he yeah, right? I think once you've kind of done that, like once you've done LG, like I'm not too phased That's by true. other people yeah. now. Like, do you know what I mean? Once you see a, like a, a super famous person in the flesh or someone that you've kind of grown up like, 
with your whole life you know like i used to be obsessed with oasis like from such a young age i wouldn't like get in the car without the oasis record on when i was like <laughs> or, or whatever. I was, yeah big fan Yeah, but no, it is funny, like, the sort of dynamic backstage, particularly at a festival, like, all the bands, like, sauntering about in all your cool gear. Like, it's a really weird environment. I'm like, I don't, I'm not looking at <laughs> Don't look at Come over here, like, stop embarrassing me. Like, it's like that, that sort of vibe. Like, like a school disco sort of There's thing. Cool yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. It, ma- also- it makes it riddled with insecurity personally but like yeah but then um there was that i wish jack was on because like he had that one with the running with the guy from the pigeon <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best to do it. i'm probably gonna didn't see that name coming this story no this is quite a good it's a good tale of um i was gonna say retribution that's not the right word is it it's like sort of just peace and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything turns out all right at yeah. the end, sort of, so, sort of thing. I don't know whether he had, so basically we're from Bournemouth and like he went to I, either he went to go and see pigeon detectives or he was in a bar with the pigeon detective um afterwards. It was their He's, after show. He he didn't show. go he didn't he didn't go to the show. He went to a club night, right? Didn't realise it was the pigeon detectives oh. after show. <laughs> and so that's why they were there. Anyway, continue. So what was it? Something like he bought a drink for a girl or something like that. And Jack used to be basically a little little shit. So or, <laughs> like an oik. And he, he basically he swiped this drink and then the guy from the pigeon detective was like, Oh, where's the fucking drink going? Blah, blah, blah. Somebody pointed at Jack or something. Wait, Jack uh, sorry guys, help me out here. Yeah, yeah. So so Jack like ran into the toilet with the drink and he came in and was like do that again, I'll fucking lamp you. Took the drink back off him or whatever. And, you know, Jack, being that age, was a bit like, oh, fuck that guy, man. Like, he like, do you know what I mean? And then he, they kind of came to the end of the night and Jack and, and his mate were walking out and they, like, shouted, like, they saw him in the smoking area and they shouted, like, fuck, pigeon detectives, like, he's a wanker or whatever, you know, that, yeah, you yeah. know, 18-year-old. Maybe it was, he was probably younger, younger. I think he was 16. I think he yeah. was 16. Um, and he walked off down the road, you know, probably feeling really happy with themselves. And then he just gets bang in the back of the head, turns around, it's Macy Boy, singer fuck from off. Pigeon Detectives, just, like, hit him in the back of the head. And they kind of had this standoff and, that, you know, a bit of a scuffle. Pigeon Detective man goes to kick him. Gra- uh, Jack grabs his leg. And there's like 30 seconds of this kind of standoff where he's got his leg and he doesn't know whether to swipe him or whatever. <laughs> anyway, their manager like runs over, breaks it up, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, fast forward a few years. Um, and I think Jack's got this little uh, piece in the NME and he writes about you know any embarrassing stories or any funny anecdotes about bands or whatever and he writes about that 
And then a few months later, um, we played, I think it was live at Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we were playing in the same venue and we were playing before the Pigeons attacked <laughs> And and they and they bumped into each other and they just like instantly knew and they, and like he I don't know his name from the prison sectors, no. but he, he someone sent him that and uh he remembered and they made up and they got a photo no, of each other like, and they're both going like, like they both got their fists <laughs> up at each other like this. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it was really, well really it was good. well sound about everything. It was really nice. Really? Yeah, Jack just like apologized, obviously. <laughs> he was like he was, mortified. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, obviously. Sort of thing that keeps you up at night. Well, I, love, I, I imagine like for months, because like the lineup probably would have been there for months. Like he's probably thinking about it and sees yeah. that you're next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is a story of that is yeah, a story of redemption. Man. And yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that. Put, put redemption song by Bob Marley. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll, I'll mix it into uh, I found out you're going out with him. <laughs> I'm so glad you knew a pigeon detective song because I remember. Oh man, I, <laughs> I, I, I know that whole. Oh, don't, don't I know that me. whole fucking album off off the uh, off that whole first album off the back of my hand. This is tragic. Yeah. Um, I went to see them. I was probably at that show that night. That <laughs> right, should we move on to the uh, to your guys' festival? Yeah, so sure we, we're going to need, before we um, move on to the headliners, we're going to need a name for the festival and a location. So have you guys got any ideas? Oh, see, oh, I my. was like, I was um, feeling quite big earlier and I was like, oh, this is a sick idea. Like, no one's ever done this. And I was like, Eden Project. Have you guys ever been there? No, but I know. I, I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you have, Johnny. My, my parents live in um, like a 10 minute drive away from the Eden Project. So whenever I go and visit them, it's like, the, look, Cornwall's a nice place, but it's quite uh, bereft of things to do. So uh, when I go sure. and visit my parents, the Eden Project tends to be the thing. But um, yeah, are, are you going to be the bearer of bad news? That Well, I, I was like quite like chuffed. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could actually make this a bit of a thing in the future. I need to find that the verb had played, like headlined it and then it was a the backdrop for like Live 8 or something like that. Maybe one of the more obscure Live 8s as they kind of progressed through the year. <laughs> but I was just a bit gutted about that because I was like, that would have been... Yeah, but it's still... Yeah, well, you, you, it can a, still you can still have it there. You can yeah. still co-opt it. Yeah, so I went to... Um, they do the Eden Sessions, which is where they do musicians at the Eden Project. And I went to one a few years ago, which was... Um, who was it? The Mull Historical Society. 
Stornoway, Frank Turner, um, oh, yeah. and others played. And that was like the way that they set it up. So you get like your entrance to the Eden Project for the entire day, and then the music starts in the evening. And so it's really good. And like, yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd hold it there if it was up to me. And that idea would come into Gus, my have you got have you, have you got any you got any ideas, Gus? Um, yeah, I do. I'm just going to quickly. You, you brought up Frank Turner. Just a little festival um, bit of trivia. Is it trivia? I don't know. <laughs> um, Frank 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 factoid about myself. <laughs> uh, Frank Turner actually stuck me into Glastonbury once. Really. Which oh. is, um, yeah, yeah. Um, he Like, I was in a, this WhatsApp group with him, like... <laughs> Obviously. Uh, and a bunch of other musicians, like, I mean, what year was this? Was this 2015 or something? I think it was 2015 or 2016. Um, and I was, I was just on my way to Glastonbury. I was like, I'm going to go sneak in. I've never been before. My girlfriend at the time was, uh, was in there. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay someone 50 quid and I'm going to hop over a fence. Um, and my manager dropped me like 10 miles out, out of Glastonbury festival site. Um, and I just messaged the watch out group. I was like, has anyone got any links or whatever? Then Frank Turner, like I'd never met him before. And he just popped up and was like, kind of just got back from some flight. Like I think he got in from the States or Europe and was like, our production manager isn't actually coming, so you can have uh, you can have their pass. Sick. So, yeah. I mean, he did me a, a, an absolute solid. That is a, there, that is a fucking sure. solid. Yeah. No, I actually stayed. I stayed at his house once as well. I completely forgot did about you? that. Oh, it sounds fun. like you're best friends yeah. with Frank Turner, or yeah, imagining him like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just complete. Yeah, that would be really think, fucked up. I think after. After these, you should probably reach out and just sort of like touch base with him and see. Yeah, no, you're right. I I owe it to him. Yeah, I think so. You owe it to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of location for a festival, I watched a really nice um, Leonard Cohen documentary recently about um, his time that he spent in Hydra in Greece. Ooh. Suzanne takes you down to her place near the river. You can hear the boats go by. You can spend the night beside her. And you know that she's half crazy. But that's why you want to be there. And she feeds you tea and oranges that come all the way from China and just when you mean to tell her that you have no love to give her then she gets you on her wavelength and she lets the river answer that you've always been her lover and it, it I, 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 I like a hot festival you know I, I would sooner it be like 30 degrees hot than 15 and pissing it down basically and you know if you if you host it in a location where it's not going to piss it down it's not going to be cold then you know i if i've got the opportunity to do that i would personally go somewhere nice and hot and that looked like a really nice place i don't know somewhere like that on the on the coast that was beautiful let me tell that 
that tropical biome at the Eden Project does get quite quite toasty. So <laughs> not that they hold the music in the biomes. What about what about a name? Have, have you have you collectively come up with this, or have you come up with one each? I haven't I haven't come up with a name yet. <laughs> I do okay. quite like those pretend sort of like pretentious ones again. That sounds a bit like some project or like initiative or something like that something quite corporate <laughs> maybe we'll just sponsor it with someone really huge that can fund the acts that i'm that gonna we have need. So we, maybe we, we need like, we need them to bring some of them back to life so some, you know we're gonna need funding yeah or maybe like some u.s like pharmaceutical industry or something like that <laughs> brings you live from the eden project <laughs> <laughs> Farmer fest. There we go. Yeah. Big farmer fest. It's kind of nice as well. If we're having it at the Eden Project, it's almost a pun as well. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's kind of farmer land around there. I don't know. <laughs> so, what are we deciding on Eden Project or, or, or Idra? Let's go Eden Project. Yeah. Okay. But, so, big, big, big farmer fest at the Eden Project. But, but with the weather system of Greece. Okay. Yep. again with the big farmer money we can do that yeah and we'll have mcdonald's coca-cola apple sponsoring as well so all of that yeah. all of them all all the good ones yeah all the good ones great and oh weatherspoons they can uh <laughs> i broke i broke it actually i broke my weatherspoons still the other day and my mate called me out on it like rightly so he's like you've done a right flip-flop like six months ago you were saying i'll never go again and me and my brother were just walking past and we were just like we tried to get in one of our locals um, and they weren't letting in. They, there was, it was too full. And literally opposite the road was Weatherspoons. And we're like, oh, we said we wouldn't do this, but we're like, it's fucking £2.50 a Stella. And yeah, yeah. I, I can't afford not to go forever. So, you know, I, well, I'll try and go as little as possible. Well, that's the political choice. And, and you know, you like if you boycott Weatherspoons, like you're also kind of boycotting their staff and people are going to get laid off. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a, yeah. there's a, there's an argument that you're, you're fucking true. over the staff more than anyone else there. You know, um, I know you could literally go on forever until, you know, no consumption is ethical and you know, you could, That's there's true. actually a really good meme about that Weatherspoon's uh, conundrum actually. And it's about, you know, the big brain one, you know, the yeah. where it's like, yeah, it gets bigger and bigger and there's like, you open it and it's like, this this big it's it's like four massive explanation yeah, 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 yeah shout, shout out it's to tristan cross who made that there we go did it <laughs> okay for respect content um, creator right so let's go on to oh we need the oh, days oh yeah of the week. What, what, what days of the week yeah sorry you're gonna go traditional uh, friday saturday sunday or are we mixing it up a bit i i, 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 I would go on oh, oh no i just said it bit just to be as straight laced as possible, it would have to just be the Friday and the Saturday, wouldn't it? Sunday's the day of um Rest. Rest. Yeah. Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I like a Thursday, but it's difficult for people to get a Friday off work, let alone a Thursday as well. Um We are we responsible for this sort of like um uh, logistics and in, in terms of like ticket sales for this as well. We saw like, we we can we can sort that out. And we will sort that out. We'll get Jeff. We'll get Jeff Bezos to sort it out. It's fine. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's say. I mean. Yeah. Don't worry too much because I, I suppose 
you know, if, if Bezos is involved, big pharma, Weatherspoons, I'm sure we can compromise to get everyone you want there a few days off off work. Sure, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have like a bank holiday or something on the Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So if you want to do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think that's actually quite nice because then you've got Sunday to recover, haven't you? That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So bank holiday Friday was that. Bank holiday yeah, Thursday, but... bank holiday Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Double double bank holiday. All right, wicked. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, let's start with the bank holiday Thursday. Um, who is your guys? Uh, well, who's each of your suggestions for the first headliner? You go first, guys. I think mine are, mine are heavy weekenders, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's either, it, <laughs> it's going to either be pitching detectives or Kings of Leon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the first two um, search results when I, when I Googled good bands. <laughs> so, uh, fuck. You know what? It, this, the, the point of this podcast is it's an impossible question, isn't it? That's, that's kind Pretty of... Much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thursday night. I'm going to go with the Beach Boys. And you know what? I think my favourite Beach Boys records, uh, just like on preference, are kind of maybe Surf's Up or Smiley Smile. But I think I'd just have them do Pet Sounds, just like from start to finish. Um, yeah. And they'd have like, I, I don't know, you know what? This is bad that I don't know this, but I know that Brian obviously stopped touring with them uh, around that time but I don't know if they actually ever t- ever toured that record but like if we saw them there giving it the welly with um, the Wrecking Crew it's the Wrecking Crew yeah I've got that right um, yeah as well like playing playing along with them that would be quite quite something a good Thursday night headliner I would say <laughs> the big yeah lovely <laughs> you easy go on sorry no I was just saying um, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I I I know Brian Wilson's done it once or twice, like toured that album in, in full, <laughs> but I don't I think you know, not long after they did it, um they did they kind of it was quite weird. They were so sporadic with where they were and who was involved in the band because the band toured live, didn't they, whilst he was making pet sounds and they mm-hmm. toured like all the earlier sort sort of uh, surfing USA stuff um whilst he was making pet sounds. But I think as a collective with like, you know, both the Wils like the Wilson brothers and all of them involved, but I don't think they ever actually toured it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I'm pretty sure as well. I just didn't wanna, you know, didn't want to put it out there if I was No, I think you're wrong. right. I think you're right. But if, can you imagine like the Beach Boys with that and the scale of production of like <laughs> like the nineteen seventy five? Yeah, <laughs> huge L- LCD TV screens, like you know, blaring. Oh fuck no! Would they be like suspended like in time? Is it from the from the sixties? So you'd sort of like. 
oh, what, take them from that? No, no, yeah. no Paris, I, I mean, want it to be contemporary. Oh, I see, right, yeah. This, this, is, this is following on from this, this, this segues into Friday quite nicely, I think. Because I didn't want to, uh, I don't know if they'll, at the, their age they're at now, we'll still be able to hit those high acapella. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian's like, Brian's well, Brian's well out of tune these days, isn't he? Yeah, Worse they'll, be, they'll be taken... Their bodies will be taken from from the sixties. Like it will be them from the sixties, but it will be like the sound will be really good. I mean, obviously it sounds. I'm with you back then, but like the live sound, you know. Yeah, I think to have the Beach Boys playing it, it um, in Cornwall as well with all the surf. I know you said you want mainly pet sound stuff, but all the surfing songs have to be played if you're in Cornwall. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They can play for well, they as long as... as they want. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but but they just have to play. Pet sounds from start to finish at some point, but that he, I think, on his recent um, tours, Brian Wilson was 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 doing that where he would do kind of um, he would do two two shows. Like, what was it? He'd, he'd have an interval in between, and he'd kind of play a different era of stuff, which is which is cool. Yeah, and then also you got this like his Smile album as well, which is incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. You want all the Beach Boys, there, don't you? Because is it is it Carl or Dennis? Wilson who sings God Only Knows. I always get... I, th- I think it's Carl. I might be wrong. Um, <coughs> if, we're yeah, all, yeah, if we're having all the Beach Boys there, does that mean we have to invite Charles Manson as well? As, uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Couldn't get Van I mean... Dyke Parks there. That would be nice. That'd be a nice one. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a bit weird about how uh, Charles Manson tried to write songs for the Beach Boys. Bit weird anyway <laughs> yeah, i don't know i don't know anything about that is that kind of charles manson a... tried to obviously tried to have like a musical career and he was really yeah. close to a couple of the beach boys and like wrote yeah, some songs all and got them like to try and like get him as a recording artist and and he never made it and then obviously turned into a like murderous white supremacist um yeah which is you know the the yin and yang of a music career uh, a lot of the <laughs> Got this to come. (laughs) (laughs) The Magic Gang is already a good name for a a collective of. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's an open goal. (laughs) Who's your uh, Thursday night headliner, Paris? See, I wanted to have Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix. from the 60s because I just think like obviously 
with all the sort of technological developments of the 80s and like sort of crap synths and stuff like that, I think he would have made a couple of albums of utter, utter shite, but then <laughs> there would be some like really sort of great novelty things, novelty songs amongst, the, amongst that shite. And also sort of going into the 90s, maybe doing a few sort of, maybe something. You, could, you remember that Michael Jackson song that he did with like Eddie Murphy? You heard that. Yes. I, I can imagine him doing something like that, and he's just there with like some fucking like Razorback Dean <laughs> product placement. But I think, I think he would. Um, I think, I think he. But uh, but th- throughout this whole period, he would just get better at guitar. So I still think it would. Yeah, it'd be so interesting to see. Um, that Michael Jackson. I was. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was looking through my uh, old cover photos on Facebook the other day. That was, that was my cover photo for quite a while. I've just, got uh, that as well. <laughs> have you? <Yeah. laughs> and it's got like a really cartoony background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so bizarre. Say Jimi Hendrix would have done some regrettable things in the 80s. Do you think he would have tried to go at a keytar? Because I can I imagine... Think... Mm. I think so. I think it may be... So I guess, like... With all of the, oh, well, I'm generalizing, but I guess with some of these guys that are recording onto like, imagine like demoing in the 60s and it's like on a four track or whatever, and you're just like, oh, it just doesn't sound how I want it to. And then the 80s comes around, and it's like, yeah, this sounds great with all these, <laughs> I've got a machine that does everything. And it just sounds awful. And, you know, I think he would have embraced the new technology. I mean, and probably done quite well with it, but. Well, yeah, like Paul McCartney, he, he, um, He's had some shockers, but also some absolute bangers when he when he embraced that technology. Temporary secretary. Yes, yeah, that's incredible. Ram two is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, the frog chorus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the technology at its finest. I think the frog chorus is possibly the song that gets stuck in my head the most. Oh, and I absolutely good. hate it. That's not good at all. Um, I loved it when I was a kid, but yeah, not anymore. <laughs> so no, I like cool stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard of a band called the Smiths, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about think people that have done regrettable things and you know white supremacy. Yeah.
Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, are those two battling out for the Thursday night headline slot? Then the Beach Boys or Jimi Hendrix? Oh, I had my I had Jimmy down for the Friday. I don't know. Don't yeah, Paris, you you have it as the Friday. I reckon okay. you have Jimmy as the as the Friday because I was kind of yeah. I'm still tossing and turning between my selections. It's, it's quite a good arc thus far, though. I think in terms of like intensity perhaps yeah okay yeah. so beach beach boys thursday jimmy hendrix on the friday metallica um, sunday <laughs> <laughs> that's a good ramping up those are of course the, the three levels of volume but going back okay, to if we, going back if to jimmy do... hendrix on the saturday if we're having him on the saturday like his whole like most iconic possibly performances when he was at a festival anyway when he played Woodstock, Woodstock. yeah and played like the national anthem and his guitar was on fire Like to have to have that, but obviously old now. Someone might have to come on and help him set fire to his guitar. <laughs> they they do oh. that, but I think he'd do like I don't know if Cornwall has like a national sort of um, song or something like that. I think he'd sort of do that as a sort of like <laughs> respect bit. They're a very proud people, aren't they? Yeah, they're always they're really their are. independence. Yeah, <laughs> good on them. So, I've right. never been actually. I've never been there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, who would you have? Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, the bloke opposite is butt naked. That's weird. Do you live on the set of Friends? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God, I've never seen... Sorry, that's absolutely just uh, ruined my day. Uh, <laughs> I've just seen my neighbour's ass uh, in the window. Uh, anyway. Uh... Regrettable. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, uh, who would? Um, is there anyone? Is there any modern acts that you'd have? I'm, I'm going back to the Beach Boys. On, uh, I mean, see, see as we've like so quickly nailed uh, the first two nights. Is there any modern acts you'd have going into or support like leading up to the Beach Boys on the uh, on the Thursday? Um, like the few acts point. before yourselves, maybe. Yeah, we could do. We could use it. Fuck. 
money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right now, right now we could take any slot we can get. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I, money. really sorry, but a yeah. new band's actually come out and they've replaced you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Oh no, um, it's it's a really funny question, and we always get this in in, in interviews. It's like, so what kind of like bands are around now? Are you digging? And my mind just draws completely blank. But there are bands that I love, that we love now. For example, uh, I love Dirty Projectors. I love watching them. Like, I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to see them twice. Um, and yeah, I'd love, I just love what they're just so good, man. They're just, I just think they're like one of the best bands going. I'd, the, I'd have them. Yeah. And like on the, on the, on the kind of wave of sincerity, I think like, um, do you guys know Omni? Yeah. I know yeah. Omni. It's like I, um, the guitarist, um, Frankie, used to have a band called Balkans, who are our, one of our like favorite ever bands, and sort of was a bit of a, a blueprint for when we started. And he's now in Omni, and I just think they, I think they're just brilliant. I think there's there's nothing that they've that he's put out as a songwriter that I've like disliked. I think he's just I think he's so good. So I think they'd have to. They'd have like an honorary support, maybe maybe main support, but I'd have to again. If we, you said you'd take care of the logistics, I'd have to explain to yep. them why their crowd wasn't very big, and I'd be like, "Thanks for coming. I really love you guys. Like, <laughs> really enjoyed it, but I just don't know. Maybe just wasn't the right time." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, can I just throw my throw another one in the hat? Like, hi. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, man! Like that, their new record is so good. Like, great it band. sounds great incredible. Band. They're great songwriters. I've just like not stopped listening to their new records. Like, I would, I'd, I'd love to see them play. It's great pop music, isn't it? I feel yeah, like the true. them and them and the Beach Boys would complement each other quite well. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that like the production of the new record is just is just kind of mad. Like, it's super kind of contemporary, but it's also got those like kind of warm textures of of those 60s and 70s records like those classic records i just yeah it's so clever i love it i always think they have a bit of um 
I, I don't know if it's just because like <clears throat> the female vocals and the stuff like but they always have a bit of Fleetwood Mac about them I've always yeah I've always I think thought. that's that's written into their music as well like massively like the kind of there's a lot of kind of um, almost like Ref- country references. folk yeah like yeah. That, that that derives from Fleetwood Mac and you know where they got it from you know but um, yeah it's, yeah there's even, there is references as well like they reference like Joni Mitchell like twice in in yeah. in their in their new record I, I was just thinking like I I someone who's kind of like more like involved in in the like the scene I suppose um, a, a few years ago but um, it's like it, it's kind of hard to think of not think of um, contemporary bands who are like sort of smashing it or whatever but it's in terms of like British contemporary bands like you guys you guys are probably like the it's probably because my age as well I'm 30 now and I'm not as in touch you obviously more in touch with like this sort of scene when you're younger especially when you're playing in bands Mm -hmm. but you guys like the only guys over the past couple years that I've really kind of got into into you know like kind of like put an album on like on repeat I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm not kissing your asses, but thanks, I, I mate. This is nice. This is, yeah. no, keep it coming, please. Keep it coming. <laughs> no, it's just like there's not been any kind of indie guitar like music that's really hit me in the foot. But Omni's a good one, and there, there are ones I'm definitely forgetting. I, I loved, I loved um, hers actually. played with those a few times like I played with them in a few different bands and I, I kind of knew them but um they were ones I loved over the past few years but um no I was just I was saying to you know our, our mate Sam Sam Parkinson um I was saying we're getting you guys on and me him and Danny Walker we've got a group chat and I just keep like over the pa- I've been re-listening to that album over the past few days or whatever since we said we'd um we do this I just I messaged Sam I was like fucking hell man like there's just like you guys just like write so many bangers in terms of just good pop music like everything's got a hook basically i don't know if that's yeah. like what you aim for 
but everything's got like a good melody or hook. I know you say like the Beatles, for instance, are a big influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like all our, our kind of where we all come together is the classic pop, like the Beatles, a lot of kind of soul and Motown, uh, the Beach Boys, you know, it's all like so melodically driven. And that's kind of what we loved about it, you know the huge like jumps and melody, like soaring melodies of like Brian Wilson and, and, and then like the sort of how concise, like early Beatles kind of mid Beatles songs are and how like they can get so much information in like a two and a half minute tune. Um, yeah. That's what I think we love um, about it. And then like, even I think like formatively as well, like right at the start, I think we were all quite into Weezer. I know Paris, you probably weren't quite as much into it, but you know, uh, the Blue Hour. Great and, pop band, though. Great pop band. Yeah, it's the same. Do you know what I mean? And, and if you kind of look at like Weezer's influences, it, it a lot of it is the Beatles as well, you know, and that kind of, you know, Rivers kind of loves, loves that shit. He also apparently had, um, I don't know, this is just obviously just one of those things you hear, but like, Apparently he like said like he just wants to write songs like as good as Oasis. Did I hear that? Or like he studied <laughs> like, Oasis songs or something like that. That wouldn't what... surprise me. I know yeah. I know that I know that Lars from Metallica absolutely fucking loves Oasis. Like yeah, they're his yeah. favourite band. And Noel Gallagher's just like Yeah, he's like he's like he's a good bloke. Like like they they kind of <laughs> He's like, fuck he, he's, no, he, man. Fuck oh, it. yeah. Like, <laughs> talking about Lars Ulrich here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, going back to on the Weezer point, and it won't be this, uh, it won't be a, um, an episode of this podcast if I didn't mention one of my favorite cover versions. But um, Rivers and um, Hayley Williams from Paramore did an amazing cover of Rainbow Connection by um, Kermit the Frog. Uh, which Fuck off! Did they actually? Yeah, so they, they re- there was a, an album a few years ago called the Green oh, the Green Album, which was um, a load of covers of um, Muppet songs done by different people. <laughs> um, OK Go did the uh, Muppet tune, and um, yeah, Rivers and Haley Williams did a cover of Rainbow Connection that's really really good. Um, Fuck man, I watched two Muppets films last night. I didn't even know about Alkaline, it. Alkaline Trio <laughs> did an incredible cover version of um, "Moving Right Along," which is the Kermit and Fozzie Bear song about driving in a Studebaker. Um, and it's, it's such a good album. Like Amy Williams, my big Muppets. No, fans. sorry, my Amy. Big, um, Amy fans. Lee from Evanescence does "Halfway Down the Stairs," I think, which is. Um, that always just reminds me of uh, David Brent when he does it in front of Dawn, and it's like absolutely <laughs> horrible. Um, anyway, shout out to the Muppets. Yeah. Shout out to the Muppets, yeah, always. One one day, we're like, we'll get them on. Because uh, okay, okay. we do, <laughs> okay, we do talk about them almost every week, yeah. No, not the new Kermit. He's fucking shit, man. Have you heard his voice? Right, don't, insult, don't insult potential future guests. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will I will insult him. Like, I'll have Piggy or, or Fonzie or, like, Gonzo or whatever, but... That new Kermit voice is creepy, man. He just, he sounds hungover. It doesn't even sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> anyway, um, same question to you, Paris, about uh, Hendrix. Is there anyone you'd have kind of supporting him that day? Uh, oh, 
what's that? What was that noise? Someone's trying to intercept our signal. Is that me? Is that my? Two detectives. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, who am I to? Oh. Hang on, you know what? I'm just gonna have to go through Spotify. I think that's the only way I can like with what's been going on recently. No, actually, no. I was, I just um, was reminded. So I went. It was my birthday last Sunday, and I went home, and I remembered that back in March, I drunkenly ordered the uh, Guided by Voices Alien Lanes issue. So, oh yeah, I think I, I did, yeah, because it's like the twenty twenty fifth anniversary of that. So I reckon it would be, it'd have to be Guided by Voices playing Alien Lanes throughout, even though there's like. I think most of the songs on there like clock in at like just over two minutes, so it might need to pad out the. They might need to pad it out a bit, but maybe they can play it a few times. Yeah, exactly. You just play like Game of Pricks a few times over, and then you'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. All right. Well, that's Thursday and Fridays. I've, I feel like as you've had one each, maybe you could agree with one for this Saturday or or just give us your best pitches. Okay, go on, guys. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like my choice is a bait because I'm just going for the greats, but like, that's why. But like, I'd, I would have Aretha Franklin on the Sunday, uh, on the Saturday. Sorry, we're, we're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I, I watched like this um, I think it's just called Aretha and it's like just footage archive footage of her playing live in this gospel this gospel church uh, it, I think it's her church I think her dad might even be the pastor I might just be making this up but I, I, I feel like there's some kind of family connection to the church um, and like it, it's it's just like night after night I don't know there's just like something like otherworldly about her and the way she performs and like it's I'm not really one for like you know how she covers often like uh big tunes like uh so bridge over troubled water mm. I'm a bit of like a, a traditionalist in the way that I'm like I don't like it when people change melody like of of songs that I know and love and uh, but she can do whatever yeah. she wants because it, it's like it is otherworldly it just like it pours out of her like it's incredible like her kind of I don't know you know there's no no words there's no words you know what I mean I was watching her um, 
I was chatting to my mate earlier about this and I was re-watching. You ever seen when she does uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman and in front of the Obamas and uh, yeah, they're just and... crying, Obamas are crying his eyes out. Yeah, that, and that's with, that's a uh, was that for like a night for like celebrating Carol King? Was yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Carol King's there just as well, just like weeping. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Man. and that and that's like in her later age as well, and she's just like very late on. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like a couple of years before she died. Yeah, um, that's a great show. Paris, uh, you know, beat beat that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to that. I, 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 I'm not sure I can top that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh, Madonna. Oh. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think she's like headlined any sort of festival for quite a while. I could be bang wrong with that. And again, like you're talking with Jimi Hendrix, how we might clumsily make his way through the 80s. I think, I think Madonna has always worked with the sort of right people throughout the the sort of um, the decades. Like all that stuff that she did with um, William Orbit, with like uh, the Beautiful Stranger song, which is like one of the best. Oh, yeah. for a movie and it's just so cool and like 60s but then really modern as well and then obviously all the earlier stuff like um like a virgin and like um like a i'm like i'm like. a virgin <laughs> like a <prayer>. <laughs> <laughs> i was like they can't both be called like a virgin like a prayer but they are aren't they they are yeah yeah i'm are. a virgin like a <laughs> I'm a virgin, I'm a prayer. <laughs> but, um, I, I'm just, and again, just scrolling through on Spotify now, I think you can sort of, she can get cut off at 2005, because I think from then it goes <laughs> a little bit like, I mean, I'm just seeing now, like her 2012 album is called MDNA, which is a Oh, bit, no, it's not. Oh, my God. A little bit cringy. <laughs> but um, I, I still think there's enough in there to make her like, uh, to make that, pretty remarkable as a as a headliner i think oh it'd be incredible i, I, I so, guess i guess she could play before aretha she could, 100%. Do, she could be the she could be the, yeah exactly i feel like it would be one of those um because they're both they're both massive like they're both massive names i feel like it could be and also, it's funny you say that. That's quite weird. I don't think she's ever done Glastonbury, which you would have thought she would have, has she? Mm. I don't know, because um, I, I thought that was in the rumour mill for last year, and I was yeah. kind of... Yeah. Yeah, but she... Um, I feel like, 
you know when Redden and Leeds or whatever have co-headliners, maybe they could be co-headliners and just uh, yeah. I, I mean, Aretha's probably got to be last on, hasn't she? Yeah, I don't yeah. expect. Yeah, I think I think Aretha would just be at the top of of all of all of it, and it would be like come down in a pyramid like that. Maybe probably. Madonna could come on and they can do respect together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. cool. I'm jotting that down. <laughs> but that William Orbit album, or the when she worked with William Orbit, Ray of Light is an incredible, yeah. incredible song. Frozen as well stood around that same time too, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, Frozen, yeah. Fucking hell, I forgot about that tune. That's a great song. The album after is pretty decent as well. It was good music. There's some good songs on that. And then she did that that horrible cover of American Pie. Yeah. I liked liked the... um, what was the other one she did? Hung Up. I know it was a bit later, but I actually thought that was a tune when she used like the uh, ABBA sample. I think it's decent. Yeah. I'd dance to it. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants to see uh, that, Tommy. Uh, I don't know. Give the people what they want, and the people might want that. You don't know. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Johnny, you got any more questions? This isn't an, like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any questions you want to ask us before we start? Are we done? Are we done here? Hey, have you got any questions for us? (laughs) (laughs) We can just talk football if you want. I was going to reference a tweet, but I was worried that it was one of Johnny's, so I don't want to do it. Oh, do it, please. It was like, like, is it the Santiago Munoz? Yes! Yes! Right. Tommy, do you want to run through um, Gus and Paris's festival? Yeah, so Gus and Paris from the Magic Gangs Festival is called Big Bar... <laughs> Big, Bar- <laughs> Big Bastard Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a virgin fest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the festival is called Big Farmer Fest, um, and it's at the Eden Project, but it's got the weather of Idra in Greece. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night festival. Uh, we've got all, we've got Big Farmer paying for the Thursday and Friday bank holiday for whoever we want to invite to the festival. So we've got on the Thursday, the Thursday we've got Magic Gang and Omni. They'll be playing. Oh, and Heim play before the Beach Boys, who will do Pet Sounds in full, and they'll do you know some of the. And we'll uh, select some of the. We'll, yeah, we'll select the rest of the set list. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Gus and Paris will select the rest of the fest set, set list on Friday. Uh, we've got Guided by Voices playing Alien Lanes a, a multitude of times until uh, Hendrix is ready. And uh, we've got a very specific version of Jimi Hendrix. It's Jimi Hendrix now, if he was still alive. But he's got the 80s behind him. He's got the 90s behind him. He's had his messing around with his, with his simps and the guitars. So there might be some questionable stuff in there, but there might be some very good stuff in there. And he also, at some point, played the national anthem of Cornwall. Uh, Saturday, we've got uh, 
We, 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 it was bordering on a co-headline, but I think we're going to have to... Aretha Franklin just pips Madonna, but, you know, not too shabby. Madonna supporting Aretha Franklin, and they'll do a collab of respect. Uh, Gus and Paris, thank you very much for coming on your fest. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Yeah. That was episode 11 of Your Fest with Gus and Paris from the Magic Gang and a lovely festival, a lovely opportunity to go to Cornwall. If I was going to this festival, I would probably stay with my mum and dad. Nice to give them a shout out on the podcast. But uh, Tommy... Hi, Johnny's mum and dad. Hello, big fans. Uh, Tommy, um, how was your first trip to Cornwall, uh, especially for the Magic Gang's festival? Yeah, enjoyed it. Was glad we didn't have to fly there as well. Um, we just drove down. Um no, it was, it, it's, I, I kind of, I definitely expected them to pick the Beatles because knowing of how they sound and their influences, but I suppose, you know, the Beach Boys is also that way inclined in, in terms of like guitar-based, melodic pop music. But yeah, lovely festival, incredible lineup. It's just pretty classic, isn't it? Classic, like you can't argue with any of them. Lovely location. I would love to have seen the Beach Boys in their prime. I would love to see Jimi Hendrix in his prime. And as we've discussed on this podcast before, my dad, who again lives in Cornwall, did see Jimi Hendrix in his prime. So a very lucky man. Um, so he, he probably won't even bother going to, to Big Pharma Fest. He's already done it. He's already <laughs> seen it before. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, you can follow The Magic Gang on Twitter at underscore The Magic Gang. Go out and buy their new album. Make it go even higher up in the charts. Um, break yeah. the top 10, break the top five, get it to number one. Um, That's can, what we want. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Gabriel. You don't follow me on Instagram at all. Go and follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Andrew Stew. And go and follow Your Fest on Twitter and Instagram at Your Fest Podcast. And join us again next week for episode 12 of Your Fest. Uh, we'll be doing another festival with another great guest so join us then leave us a review subscribe to us follow us on social media tell your friends about us go and buy the magic gangs album do absolutely everything that we tell you to uh we're brainwashing you uh see you again bye love you bye, bye. Love, you. love you 